0: Whose these are, I think I know. I dropped my pants, look out below. I made a snowman, named him Joe. Potatoes. I'm Hardy White. And what's coming up is Miracle Nutrition. It's an opportunity for us to visit together. To learn something, to immediately forget it, And then to not remember anything that happened. You come in clean, and you leave clean. Oh my goodness. I'm not here to add to your burden, but. Did you hear something? Mm -hmm. Hello, friends. As you know, they have audio guides to all sorts of things. They have guided meditation, they have Guided guiding, where they say, turn left up here, and you do. They have guided, well, that's the only two I can think of. So I have come up with a third, and that is guided confusion. Oh, we live in a world that is mostly confusing. And so how do we navigate it? Well, you can't. And that is what I'm here to help you understand might not be true or it might be true, who knows. Oh, sometimes when you set out on a journey and you don't get to your destination, it's because that wasn't your destination. That was your expected destination. Oh, I know I have young friends listening. I have a young friend, I think in Ecuador, am I wrong? And a very young friend, and she likes to be called Cherry. And uh, Cherry listens sometimes, and I'm sure she thinks this is awfully silly and confusing. Yes, oh, but children understand confusion. They love it when things are unexpected, because they don't have as many expectations as adults do. So if suddenly a tree comes alive and says, What are you doing in my forest? That seems fine. And I understand that. And that is a wonderful way to be for a while or forever. Who knows? Oh, my gosh. I know that my worldview has changed a lot since I was a child. Oh, by the way, hello, my young friend. When I was young and I'd watch cartoons, I would think, well, it says here in the cartoon that a kangaroo can rob a bank. Now, that seems A little bit absurd, but why would they pick that? There must be some basis in truth. It must have happened once or something. It's based on a news story from the 40s. Kangaroo robs bank, and then it becomes a sort of cliche in cartoons. Bloop, bloop, or something, and it bounces around, and the kangaroo does the heavy work. And then, of course, the kangaroo is exploited, just like all workers, whether criminal or not. Usually like, "Oh, I'm, they're sticking it to me again. It's all the money goes to the boss." So I learned that from cartoons too. And then what do cartoons tell you to do about it? I don't know. I like the way that Three Stooges shorts end. becomes sometimes they just end. You know, you'll think, "Oh, there's a story going on, and then they'll just something'll explode and it's over. I think that's good, sometimes you don't need. Stories don't have endings. And if adults are telling you they do, they're lying to you. They don't have endings. The, the only reason that the adult says the end is because they're tired. Because things like that go on forever. And you could you could sit there and tell about consequences and what happened, oh, all day long. That's what I tried to do. I tried to tell uh, what's going on. So let's say I'm telling you about I'm going to the grocery store. And I get in my car. And I start my car. Now, here's the problem with the story. The story could stay in my car. I might never get to the part where I'm in the grocery store because I could find infinite details. Oh, I might describe the way that my cup holder has accumulated some kind of uh, liquid filth. And I don't even know. I'm not even sure I use my cup holder for cups anymore. What do I use it for? I don't know. Sometimes just like Pringle cans or something. No, that's not true. I don't even have a car anymore. Uh, so I just walk everywhere. And it's thank goodness I don't have anywhere to go. So I'm not doing a lot of walking. I'm having to exercise. Exercise is wonderful because you're, you're, uh, is, I have nothing to do. So my body is, is giving up. So I've got to pretend that I'm doing something. So you go and you exercise and you pretend I'm, I'm pretending I'm tilling the field. I'm pretending that I'm taking care of the livestock. I'm pretending that I'm in the woods hunting my meal. I am doing an exercise that's just like what you would do if you were hewing timbers to make your log cabin. And this could include your vacation log cabin. So I know a lot of folks that do that. They go, I just want to get back to nature periodically and live there and then come home and be oppressed by the by the city and my and my job and oh the horror but then you know on the weekends and that's what i'm working for you say i'm working why am i sacrificing my sanity and health so i can build a little cabin in the woods to escape to to help salve that insanity That's driven by, hmm, I don't know. I'm not telling you to go live in the woods. I wouldn't know the first thing to do. I don't know which pine cones you can eat and which are the ones you use for cleaning. Because some of them you rub on, they're abrasive, and you can get that layer of skin off that sometimes it makes your skin look so rough. And so I sand it down until it's all like kind of pink and wet. And I say, oh, it hurts, but I think it looks fresher like a newborn baby. Uh, And then to really simulate the newborn baby, I'll go get uh, like uh, okra goo. Put that all on me because it's vegetarian, but it it sort of looks like, oh, look at that baby. Oh, organic life. Isn't it beautiful? Oh, we all come from very uh, humble endings, don't we? Why'd you say that? Because we're living backwards. You think so? I'm not sure. A lot of people uh, think that, billions, I'm thinking, that we're actually living our lives backwards and that you start out as an old person and uh, you know, what's the evidence of that? I have, no, I have no evidence, but I do know this. You can watch things backwards, like you can reverse a, a videotape of stuff and then it goes in reverse, and, and sometimes it doesn't affect the story at all. So uh, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, my gosh, I'm not very good at navigating. I, I would be, if I was the voice of your onboard navigation device, I would just say things, I would just basically encourage you. I'd say, go, I don't know quite where we're going, but I'm telling you, I think I believe in you. I think you're going to find the right way. So I don't know whether you turn right or left here that is up to you. And I know in my heart that you're going to make the right decision even though you have no information. Oh goodness. That's the way it is sometimes. I thought we I'd get some kind of people tell you there's a, a owners manual for life. Uh, and I go, "Oh, what is is it free?" No, no, no. <laughs> so, but it's always a book or something like that. And sometimes it has a big belief system around it and you think well I have, do I have to come and live with you all for this to work and usually the answer is yes you can't it's, it's hard to do by yourself it's a, it'd be like voodoo I'm going to just do voodoo in my apartment in St. Louis I don't know if that would work it feels like there's a community element that you would need and just a lot of things you can't do by yourself except for birthday parties as long as they're stuffed animals you can have a birthday party by yourself, and sometimes it's better. Oh, real parties can be disappointments. Oh, so, you know, you crave love, and then you get any evidence you're not getting it, and it can be worse than the worst worst birthday present. I was at a holiday party one time, and the theme, the, it was a gift-giving thing we were doing, and the theme of which was cruelty and inequality, or something, because we would get a gift. I don't even know what was going on, I'm to be honest. But you'd get a gift, you go, Oh, I got this gift, and then somebody else would get one, they go, I'm taking yours, and you go, what? And then they just take it. Now I'm not I know that you go, oh yeah, that's that's a familiar tradition. Is it? Oh my goodness. I guess so. There's so much I don't know about our culture and history. But I know that just taking things that aren't yours is a big part of it. So I'm just not comfortable with it. Uh, but I think, well, can't we all... I I've have a way where we all get something good. No, no, no. No, you're missing the spirit. So I'm just... My misunderstanding as a simple person, and I'm not very, oh, my goodness, when I found out how smart other people were. Because, you know, the first few years of your life, you're alone, and you think, I'm doing pretty good. If this, If this Sesame Street show is any indication... I am a scholar because I'm nailing these exercises. I don't know if they're exercises, explanations. I don't know what they are. Tutorials, we would call them now. I just got that great tutorial about different people in your neighborhood. I'm watching that. I got figured out now. So a baker always bakes the bread, like something like that. I know it then. And if they tested me on it, I, so that, I don't know whether that's social studies and then they do numbers things, like I'd know a fella had five cakes, falls downstairs. Next thing, he's on the Jeffersons. So started, I started to figure things out, right? I'm figuring them out. And then you go to school and you meet brilliant people. We had uh, people in our elementary school who had already gone into space on their own with computers they had made from just stuff you get like cardboard and stuff, and rubber band, and the not regular rubber bands, but the orthodontist ones, the little tiny ones, which are often shot at. People could shoot them out of your, out of the mouth at you, I think, if I remember correctly. There's nothing a child won't weaponize if it's put on him, like anything. If he had a back brace, he'd make some kind of catapult out of it to shoot wads of snotty paper at people. I think that's kind of uh, resourceful and great. I'm all for a sense of sometimes chaos and confusion is appropriate and fine. We're hurting nobody right here, right now, are we? Oh, Hardy White, sometimes just hearing you speak, it sounds like you're telling me something valuable and wise. And uh, I'm glad that you're not indoctrinating me into some... uh, illogical system of thought that what you're doing is just is just spinning me around like in a funhouse, and I'll spin you right out the door. The only thing you're going to feel after this show is slightly nauseous maybe from the parents on your inner ear. The, oh, the inner ear. So we hear through it, but also the inner ear helps us with our, what I call balance. It's balance. But, uh, so if that's off. Like these little crystals can build up in there, and then you got oh, you get vertigo and all. It's terrible. So our balance and our sense of balance is important too. What are you saying? Your ear, I guess, is my point. This is me in a job interview. Always. So I'm. I'm not following you. I'm sorry. I forgot what we were talking about. My, mo- I inherited it. My mother just said the other day. said so I'd be sitting in church, and, uh, uh, you know, the uh, be the, listening to the sermon, and then afterwards, people would say to me, "Oh, wasn't that good sermon? What part do you like?" And my mother would go, "I have no idea what it was about." And I'm that way too, because my mind wanders. So if you were about, if you were starting to talk to me and you said, "You know, I once saw a goat." And and I'd go, goat, I remember seeing a goat. When was that time I was up at the mountains and I didn't realize the neighbor had goats and I was out in the yard and, uh, and I heard, you know how like goats sometimes make a really odd sound. I could see if they were just walking around the forest, you'd think, I heard the little the wee people today or something because they'll just be like, ha ha and uh, you know that from the World Wide Web, too. You go, why is that goat making that eerie devil sound? So I heard that once th- in the, uh, what, oh, my friend's telling me a story. And then I'll realize, like, uh oh, and I'll come back in and go, and that's why we have shrimp or something. I'll go, oh, okay, <laughs> that's great. Whoops. I was li- I was trying to listen. I guess what I do is I get excited about ideas and it wanders off. And that's why it's difficult for me also. Well, when I'm reading, I'll get by the second page. If your novel is very, very good, two, three pages in, I'll get inspired. And I'll say, man, that gives me an idea. And I will drop the novel and I will go. I'll either act out. The worst thing is if there's a description of food, you know, It'd be like, and then Shaft went back to his apartment, decided he'd have a, a this is my novelization of Shaft. I write those sometimes. And Shaft went back to his apartment and he made an omelet. But he made it in the Japanese style. in his Japanese omelet pan is a rolled omelet. And so he prepared the two eggs, then he added, and I'll just make it to the end of the recipe, and then I'm gone and I'm making it. And I'm eating it. And I'm thinking about Shaft, but I'm not reading the book anymore. And then I got to go back again. I got to, because I don't know why I'm like that. I'm sure you've got some explanation. Say, well, my, my, I've got this manual of human defects. And it says, you're, you're in here. And uh, with millions and millions and millions of other people. Well, I don't see it. I think it's just the, gosh, brains work in a, a lot of ways. I was thinking the other day, you know, a lot of fear has worked for us and against us you know it's one of those survival mechanisms that's not perfect it's just as bad as it is good so i don't even know how much of a survival mechanism it is and the fearless can survive pretty well i think a lot of times i mean like i was just watching the accountant again the other day that movie and he ain't not afraid so it isn't fear that's preserving him and so fear and then fear, you know, even let's say, you know, oh, in a deer. If a deer is not fearful, it won't run away and save itself. But if a deer is too fearful, it becomes paralyzed and just stare at you. So th- that's the thing. It's, uh, uh, gosh, fear's crazy. I'm afraid to even talk about it. Oh, I'm afraid of a lot of things. Sometimes I'm afraid of things I didn't. I'll, I'll learn new things every day. Did you ever have a, uh, that? I remember uh, my Uncle Damocles. He was like, I used to sit around and I'd have the darkest feeling, just like kind of dread. And then I looked up and I realized there's a sword hanging over me by a thread. And I said, Uncle, damn, please. What? And he said, yeah, and from that moment on, when I realized the dread was real, I lived in abject fear. And I said, why didn't you move your chair? And he paused for a really long time. I'm not sure how I cope with it all. Sometimes fear leads to anger. So if you're afraid of somebody, you can get really going he hurt you. Like that. You've seen the you can the the, tra- the transition of fear to anger. The shaky that's usually a shaky old man in a parking lot, you know, oh, you scratched my car. So it's like a it's like a fear anger. And you go, man, it's chill. I'm sorry. Here, I'll get you a new car. How much is it? what? Two, three hundred dollars? Man, a car! You can't get a car anymore. They... Oh my goodness! I was like, oh, I think I've saved up enough money. I haven't saved up enough money for enough for a nice guitar, let alone a car. I can't imagine. My goodness. It takes uh, it, it takes 32 weeks of your life to buy a car," said the Mekons. I don't know what that is adjusted for inflation. And then they lied. They said it takes two weeks to buy a mattress or a week or something. Not anymore, man. I'll tell you what, hey, Mecons, we got mutuals. You go down to this uh um, I'm not I'm not mad at you. Go down to this mattress store on the corner of mattress store and mattress avenue, where the other three are, and look how much they're asking. All, well, some of them they tout as being magical now. Because I, I like to go to historic houses because of the odor. I don't know what it is. But it's like, hmm, boy, that's the smell of the people who built the house are dead. And they'll sometimes they'll have like their original furniture there or something. And they will have recreated the mattress because the original one is gone, it's deteriorated. But when they recreate it, it'd be like straw. It'd be a big straw futon, not super comfy. Now, people are fancier. Um, they have um, the hair of dead saints in it, but that, oh, so much because you got to, they're hard to find. Or something else soft. I can't think of anything, right? Cotton? I don't know. It depends where you're from. I don't know. There's lots of soft things. There's Gosh, there's lots of soft things softer than straw. I wonder if they don't do that straw for some reason. Like a, oh, I like the smell of it. It smell. You know what it reminds me of? That place in uh, Nassau where you get when you get off the cruise ship and they sell the hats. So maybe it's that. Some people like that. I like the dried the smell of dried hay. And I wonder if I could smell that all night long. And then if I could have a sound loop of animals braying all night. That'd be wonderful. I'd feel like Jesus. But I, I uh, now they got mattresses that are made with, they put all sorts of things in them. When I was a young person, young people, this is crazy. I I'd go over to adults' houses and some of them have mattresses with water in them. And I'd think, this is a colossally bad idea. And I'd be like eight and know that. You go, man, this is wrong and this is like an accident waiting to happen. So here's my here were my qu- complaints at age seven or eight. A, the water in there must be fetid. I can't imagine just a bag of water that's and do you have to change it every once in a while. I don't know. You can you can answer me in the comments, but I won't read it because it's I don't. Then I thought if it punctures, like there's no way the stuff wrapping it could be like mylar, because it was because I didn't know what that was. And but I thought if all that there must be lots of water in there, gallons of water in there. And then that comes if you live on the second floor or something, the, the people under you, if they're not swingers, they're not gonna be happy. Uh what are those stupid people with the water bed upstairs? So I don't know. I guess there are a lot of worse things. I have my acid bed leaked would be terrible. But that ah oh, my filled mine with vinegar. That is a mild acid. I could see somebody doing that. If you put the vinegar in there, all night long you smell you go, somebody dying Easter eggs? That makes me happy. That takes me back. Do odors I guess smells, isn't that which is a better word? Odor or smell? So, oh, the odors of my youth. <laughs> no, that doesn't sound right. Smells, aromas too much. Um Sniffy notes. I'm gonna make something up of my youth. Odor, my my youthful the odors. Okay, this is what I'm trying to say. It let's say smells. Do you remember the smells that trigger memories? Like, go. I'd go over to my great grandmother's house, and it would smell like lavender and cheese. And I, I would cuddle up on her couch, which smelled like. Uh, now I know is rotten fat. Like it was fabric breaking down uh and probably camphor because it had permeated everything camphor everywhere and i love it now so every time i use a urinal i think of my my granny's closet and uh oh i hope i don't have a have a um i'm sleepwalking and i go where's the bathroom oh here it is why are there why are there coats in front of the But I remember those smells still, and I wonder if I should be making them for children. I think that. When I see children, I go, should I be making a memorable odor for you? Who was it? It was some child actor, and they were talking about working with an actor. And I, I wish I could remember who it was, but they said, oh, his breath stunk of brandy all the time. And uh, what a beautiful memory! So, oh, I remember working with that great actor when I was a kid, and he just like he'd open his mouth, and we'd all go, "Oh, woo! That's a lot of lot of brandy um, odor," and that sticks with you. So, I'm I guess what I'm doing is I'm giving you ideas for fragrances, Yankee Candle. So old character actor breath would be a neat one, and uh, pop a cigar, things like that. I think you got to think outside the, the, the box of reasonableness. Try to think not what people want, but people, what people would not want at all. That's what they did in the 70s a lot of times. They'd make an object that people wouldn't want at all, and then they sell a million of them. What should, we, what should we do? Let's get about just a rock. I'm not even kidding. Give him a rock. Sell him a rock. Sell him a rock. And it goes crazy. Books that are blank, they would sell in the 70s. Yep, it's the nothing book. I want one. Oh, it's amazing. So sometimes just doing the opposite, I have done that with this radio show. I feel like this radio show is the pet rock nothing book of radio. And why WFMU said, "Oh, I listen to that Hardy White. I've never heard anything like that." See, that's the thing. See, I won't put this on because it's just not the other thing. And I think that's wonderful. So I have, you know, gotten great rewards from being uh, confusing, pointless, and uh, I think it helps that I really do. Uh, love y'all in theory, that I'm a a person who is, uh, gosh, really devoted to um, being a better friend. I'm not saying perfect at all things, a better neighbor, uh, because I know the feeling and am grateful for the feeling of being accepted and feeling safe in a group and helping and being loved and giving love. And gosh, I believe in that a lot. And so that's at the heart of my silliness. Everybody knows it's not going to be menacing. If you come into uh, Hardy's house of mirrors, you know there's not some demons not going to eat you in the middle. You know, at the very least, uh, I'm, I'm trying to uh, make you feel uh, loved and accepted and uh, I'm, be at peace with your own self and to love yourself so that you can love others more perfectly. Uh, if you're spending time uh, beating up on yourself, sometimes you're not so great at helping people move. Maybe, I don't know. Say, oh, can you come help me move? I got a real, I'm in a real spot. Not right now, I'm self-flagellating. Oh, all right, well, when you're done whipping yourself with the cat-o'-nine-tails, there's pizza. Also, we need your truck. I'm not gonna lie to you. You just love me for my truck. No, good gracious! Come and get the hug. Come on, I love you. Please bring the truck, though. Everything is all tied up that way. Oh, you'd say, um, I wouldn't mind too much being loved for my truck. I mean that uh, you you people get job status and stuff like that. They get like they want respect from their profession. Anybody who tells you, like, I expect some respect for my profession can't say, you only love me for my truck because they want you to only really love them for their truck. Otherwise, they wouldn't worry about status so much. So if I say, don't you realize that I'm a published novelist or something like that, Um, no, I'm sorry. I was going to just, you know treat you like a person, but now I understand, so I will, you'll never really know if I really like you. Uh, you probably will. You may or you may not. I may... It's, no, <laughs> you know, no, if I don't like it, I don't know who I don't like. I'm trying to think. I'm sure I don't like people. I don't see them, though, pretty much. Or they know it, because they don't like me. So then we decide not to see one another, because of the not liking thing. I try not to... To think about them, if <laughs> yes, I get in my head, oh, I let everything in my head uh, because I play. I don't play favorites, so there's no worries there. So, oh, your mind's so open, your brains are gonna fall out. They'll come back. They always do. It's like an outdoor cat, so I'm not too worried. I do. I let them fall out. They crawl right back in. So I let everything. I'm a open. They have an open door policy for ideas and everything. They flow through me. Uh, they very few of them work, or they go into the mix of my crazy, chaotic uh, view of the world that changes constantly as I fight my expectations. <laughs> there are some good videos on Instagram and TikTok about how to really uh, fight your expectations. And a lot of it, structure, structure, watch me now. I like the videos where, uh, the martial arts video, where the, the, the student punches in real slow motion and then just freezes with his fist out like that. And then the master takes that arm and just does all sorts of wild things to it. Um, and what they're demonstrating is is um, if you're the Flash Here's some things you can do to your enemies. Or quicksilver. Um, all sorts of wrist locks you can do like that while they're frozen in time. And uh, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful thing. I'm not gonna use it. Same with the dance steps to say, oh, here's how to shuffle. It looks like you're sliding around like Jamirakoy without the thingy. And I go, how ah, you do that? And it's mo, it's muscle control and everything. I like watching them. I can't do it. I can't do it. I I keep uh, going. Shuffle move slide tutorial for middle-aged person with foot arthritis tutorial. Then I put tutorial in again, Um, and then nothing. So I don't know. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna skip it. I love watching other people do. I don't have to do everything. Sometimes I'll give it a try, though. It's good. As you're a young person, give things a try. If you think see something that looks interesting to you, go, oh, I think I'd like to do that, including walking a tightrope or something. Now, don't do it on your own. Go get lessons or anything. But if you want to rock, I said tightrope, didn't I? Since that a tight tight, tightrope is hard to say, and it's going to come out tightrope. But if you want to do trapeze or tightrope, uh, you can or not. But if you can't, then there's other things. That's the great thing, including nothing. That's an option. Always, I like to do nothing quite a bit. And say, so you're not doing anything. I don't know. I go. And There's lots to do. Yeah, I'm sure. But right now, I'm doing nothing. Are you thinking nothing? If I was thinking nothing, I'd be teaching Soto Zen classes or something. I'm thinking a lot of things. But thank goodness, I don't remember what they are. So they go back so quickly, and uh, that does put me in a in a peaceful situation. I could, when I was in high school, I could achieve absolute Wu Wei, no mind. It was beautiful. It was inappropriate, but it was so beautiful. I would be sitting in that class, and the and. The sound of the teacher's words would be to me like like the wind through the trees, and I would sit there and I'd relax and I'd sometimes I'd think about it's like man I'm thinking about having a grilled cheese when I get home, home and I get home and I'd sit there and I'd be I'd go in a transcendent state and I'd go to other worlds and then and we'd leave. And uh, there's some key things I missed, like the word homework followed by instructions. And so I'll tell you, I got, I did very, I did very poorly. But the exciting thing about high schools, at least in my country, is that sometimes you can do really badly, but if they, if they dislike you enough, they'll let you leave at the the end. They'll go, you can, oh, are you sure I can graduate? Yeah, yeah, bye. Like that. So that's good. You know, I thought, but I just thought I didn't have a high enough. Don't worry about it. But my grades, don't worry about it. You're out. That's good. Uh, and then now you're somebody else's problem. And uh, but I went on learning because I'm, I'm a lifelong learner, not because, I, because I'm curious. In every sense of the word, I'm curious to other people, and I'm curious about the word, world. And so I like to learn things. And it could be anywhere. It could be from a pop-up book. Learned all about castles and things like that. And then um, from bowling, I learned all about coordination and your thumb hurting. You name it. I love experiences. They're not all great. Oh, some of them are terrifying. But you know... uh, Moments change really quickly, too. And I've seen, like, uh, non-terrifying moments even within, within terrifying moments. So every once in a while, you get a raisin. Sometimes the raisin's a bug. But sometimes it's a raisin. Well, what's your advice? Oh, never eat raisins. But it's nice. The thought is nice. Because if you're not sure, I would err on the side... It's called Pascal's Wager. So if you've got, if uh, Pascal said, um, if you've you've got, if half the the little black things are raisins and the other are bugs, just don't eat the raisin bread. I like that. It's logical. And uh, when I was in school, I majored in, did I major in anything? No, I didn't go to that kind of school. But what I would have majored in if there was something called um, confusion, and I think there is now, I think that, I don't know if that'd be in the math department, uh, but it's a, I think it's interdisciplinary because I don't mean chaos, I don't mean randomness, I don't mean uh, any kind of neurological thing. I mean both all together. So I guess I would be it would be a crossover. Probably of three different disciplines that I'm incapable of understanding, but or maybe I just do poetry. They're the easiest to fool, I think. Maybe so. Um, then I could just kind of like have an attitude, maybe. No, I gosh, they have they have things too. A lot of people don't understand that poetry is very rigorous, and that there are rules. And that there are those who know what's good and what's bad. And there's nothing, oh my goodness. And so, uh, you know, if you want to get on the, on the higher levels of doing it, uh, it's, it's very difficult. And there's a lot to, there's um, uh, organic chemistry. The poetic equivalent would be something, you know, and those are... So there's lots to learn. It isn't something you can do just do, um, and uh, so I don't. So I don't do it. I do in my own talking. Utilize things that I have learned in other disciplines. I have been in the audience when someone is speaking. Or I have been listening to my radio when someone is speaking, and if they speak in a certain way, if the words have a certain rhythm, if they touch my heart in a particular manner, then I connect to it so that we. Form some kind of union, the speaker and I, and it transforms me. It takes me out of myself. Just on words. Words alone. I can take you with me. Come with me to the forest now. I will take you to a forest of talking trees that has nothing to do with Tolkien's Middle Earth. These talking trees, their mouths are in their roots, so you gotta dig down deep among the cicadas to hear them speak. Oh, and then, if you dig dig a hole at the base of their roots you could damage them so there's no point don't listen to the trees talk listen to what the trees do watch them watch their subtle movements oh they move they move slowly and quietly have you ever tried to hold a very deep squat for a very long time Time is a strange thing. It is difficult to master. One of the most difficult things to do is to do nothing for a prolonged period of time. Your body becomes restless. Your mind becomes restless. Things begin to move on their own and you realize that I might be on autopilot mostly. Am I a robot? Am I a robot run by some remote control? And who has the remote control? Someone on another planet? Do they even know they're controlling a robot? Do they think they're making toast? And every time they hit the button, I jump up and I go, Woo! I feel joy for no reason. But it's just my robot controller having breakfast. Oh, that could be. Lots of things can be. And if you live in a world where you know there's possibilities they can't possibly imagine, then you can't possibly imagine the possibilities and you imagine them all. Or you imagine one at a time whether they're true or not. Because what are they but possibilities? And maybe reality is only a possibility. What does that mean? I don't know. It sounds neat, right? Some things just sound neat. Sometimes I'll hear a phrase like a, you know, penny saved is penny earned, and I'll just hear it and absolutely won't hear the meaning anymore. It just seems like baba da ding, baba da boop, like that, and the meaning's gone for me because it's been lost in its vehicle. Much the same way that when we drive down the road. Our real identities are obscured by the shell around us. Our humanity is disguised by a machine. And so as you look at the other cars on the road, you see soulless machines. And you think, I am the only human here amongst soulless machines, and that is what they're thinking about you, too. All these robots have eaten us and we ride in their bellies willingly and we take on their identities and our humanity becomes trapped. What are you saying? I'm saying get out of those rest stops. That's what they're for. Get out of the rest stops and then I'm saying to the rest stops, Listen, states and municipalities have more social events there. I'd love to get off at a rest stop, and there's a local band. They don't even have to be good, right? They don't even have to be good. Uh, it could be like be a bit Mojo Wamalam or something. It's called, and they're just like ding, ding, dang. That'd be fine, and everybody. And there's uh, soda pop and something like that, and people are all all backgrounds all kinds of people or some of them dancing and uh, some of them are walking their dogs and picking up the poo and some of them are uh emptying out you know garbage bags and something like that so we have a little bit of socializing because otherwise just walk past people on the way to the bathroom very quickly and uh you don't want to do that it's better if we uh you know stop and get out of our machines Oh, here's the irony, which is a kind of macaroni that you can't eat. That's ironic. Listen to this. Uh, my friend, I forgot what I was going to say. That's a good thing. I love that feeling because I always think, uh-oh, the old me went to another universe and I've been replaced again. That's exactly what it feels like to me. It's like, uh-oh. Or I press the pause button. Somebody pressed the pause button and I came back again. Or it's like a severance thing. I just don't remember what happened. It's a freaky feeling. And then it'll pop back again at the weirdest time. Like, go, oh, oh that's right. I was going to say this. Since nothing I say is important, often it just takes off. Let's say there's a, my head is like a waiting room for thoughts. And they're sitting around, like, oh, hey, everybody, you're on next. And um, there's, but that thought, if it wants to just wander off, there's no consequence because there's an endless amount of guests. So Johnny doesn't care. Our next guest, oh, our next guest wandered off. So we're going to go to uh, the next one after that. Come on out. Um, Observations about the toilet. Oh, uh, so funny how all of us use the toilet. And I'll say something like that. And, it, yeah, and you wonder whatever happened to that thought that took off from the green room of my mind. You wonder what he's doing now. Hmm. Oh, it's nice to get some fresh air from Hardy's head. And to be out here on the streets just uh, knocking around. I wonder who I am i'm one of I'm one of his ideas that didn't go anywhere, I guess maybe it was a reference it was a connection. Maybe the connection was so tenuous that it just didn't uh he didn't remember it. Oh, puppets he likes to talk about that bugs he already mentioned bugs um clowns he doesn't really talk about clowns. That's kind of weird. I don't think Hardy's ever really talked about clowns. I think I know why that is because he had to, he had a job as a clown once, and not like a circus clown. That's the thing. Some people use them. Really, I was going to say for evil, but I don't know if there's any good. I, well, they are good, but some people use them for business, and that's the rough thing. I was not Ronald McDonald, but I was close one time for a job, and it it hurt my soul a lot. Um. I don't know, it's just like having your head in stocks. You know? It's just like that. It's like you're in, hey, let's I'm in a fun seventeenth century recreation town. I'm take my picture with my head in stocks. And it's like that, except that's your job. It's just then people come by, I'm throwing an egg at your head. You must have done something. I think that's what people think when they see in a bad job they're Job's comforters. You know, well, you must have done something wrong to deserve your lot. People like to do that when you get real sick, too. Oh, well, what'd you do? Eat too many tomatoes? Uh, No, I think it's just one of those things, the human body. I don't know. You must have done something wrong. You're pretty young to be that sick. No, I don't think so. (laughs) So, yeah, there's a lot of that. Uh, Must have done something wrong. That that person being arrested must have done something wrong. Boy, I don't really ever think that. I don't think. (laughs) I don't think that. That must be the thought that's walking down the street or something. Because it ain't, it ain't here. Um, I'm glad. Good riddance. Go away. Uh, rush to judgment. Go away. Condemnation of a human being without the evidence. I don't know. I don't th- I'm glad I'm not a judge. <sighs> Why? I've had to wear... W- I'm bald. And I've had to wear wigs for, like, if I'm in a play or something. I'm not in very many plays, but, well uh, okay, I had to wear a wig once. Or Halloween. There you go. I wore one for Halloween. It's very uncomfortable. And I don't know how I'd sit there for an hour, an hour and a half, listening to testimony with that damn thing on my head. Excuse my English. So, um, you know, there's that. I love the little hammer. I'm not even going to lie. I like the little hammer. I wouldn't mind hammering like stuff like that. Um, I think you got to do it at a specific time. So I'd have to. They'd have to tell me. They'd have to teach me when you hit the little hammer. I think you get to say silence like King Friday though. too. you hit the hammer and then you go silence like that, and everybody gets quiet. And then you go, all right, speak again, or something like that. I don't know what happens after that. Oh, order, too. They'll go order. And then you hope there's not the Three Stooges or another smart aleck there to yell out a name of a sandwich. That happens. Oh, gosh. You know, connotations and homophones and everything will be the death of us, right? Because they always get... Turned into dad humor. You go, oh, oh, the damage we've done with homophones. They can lead to heavier puns. So um, be careful, you know, with words. I'm always, not every, every once in a while, I'll say something and I'll get a giggle from people because I don't know i I said something that's uh, naughty or something and I didn't know it because language changes a lot. So I know there's going to be someday where I go, oh, man, you know what bug I hate, The earwig? People are going, like, earwig? Do you know what that means? I know, and I'm getting this happen now. So, Do you know what that means? No, I don't. No, I don't. Do you know what that means? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you know what that means? No. Oh, I can't say anything. Um, <laughs> no one's telling me what to say. I don't feel oppressed or anything. I just feel, I always feel out of it. Because uh, language changes so quickly. I feel like I'm using an old version. That's all. I just feel like I'm using the old version of of Windows or something. And I know I do because I say things like pep. I wish I had more pep, I'll say. Or um, um, I won't say like 23 Skidoo or anything. I'm not 180. What do I say? Cool. I'll go, cool. Maybe that's kind of dated. I know I do a lot of things that mark me as old um and uh i'm not wedded to that like i don't think my way is the right way or the old way. i would love to be on the edge of things again i would, in fact i t- somebody the other day said um hey hardy i got um i had a genie grant me three wishes i've only used two i only needed two cuz the second wish was so amazing That it it negated the need for the third wish, so I've got this extra wish. Do you want it? And I said, Yeah, okay, that sounds great. Um, Let me think about what I wish for, though, because you got to be careful what you wish for, because you might get it. And and the guy says, Well, you'll definitely get it, because the genie I got one left. I go, Okay, so like I should be real careful. And he said, Yeah, and I said, Boy, okay. And the structure is, I have to say, I wish, right? And he goes, Yeah. Okay, I got to really think. Um. So I, what happened was, I said, and I paused, The stupid thing. So you know how, like, I got, I got kind of a stream of consciousness manner to my thought. It's not on purpose, but it's like, I wish. And then I feel like people want me to say everything associated with wish. Wish, uh, blah, 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 blah. So I was saying, I wish I may, I wish I might dream this wish that I dream tonight or something like that. So just kidding around, I said, I wish I may. And then I stopped. And so my wish was granted. And so now I may. So I may have a sandwich. I may do a show. I may pick you up at the airport, and that kind of thing, and I am i apologize, and it was the result of this stupid wish that I didn't fully articulate, and so now when there's all the pressure is off to say a wish that will come true, I can give a wish to you now, oh, this is an easy wish. How can you wish things for other people instead of yourself? Oh, you're so selfless. Oh, not at all. You're going to hear the wishes I wish for other people are going to make my life so much better. Oh, they really will. I will lose nothing if my wish is granted. I will only gain. Because I wish for you all people who are listening and all people who aren't, as much peace and freedom from suffering as is possible. I wish we could be delivered from the suffering that is caused by other humans, that we could be less cruel to one another, that all who are alive Receive the love that they deserve. That they all get to experience at least some joy. And that we help provide them with that joy. Give the gift of it often. And so receive the gift of it. Give the gift of love and receive the gift of love. Give the gift of forgiveness and receive the gift of forgiveness. Oh, it can be hard. Oh, if you've ever held... A child who's having a a crisis and maybe the crisis manifests as a very physical and violent state and you hold the child and tell it you love it. That, oh, that's how you embrace life often or one another. I'm telling you, don't give up on one another. Oh, don't give up on me. Don't give up on yourself. Oh, hold your thrashing, angry self tight and say, I will protect you. I'm here inside of this head with you. And as hard as it is, and as much suffering as we must endure, I promise not to contribute to it. I will not torture myself, and I will remain patient with myself. And when I do, I will receive the greatest lesson in how to do it with others. Oh, my goodness. You know, I am wishing for that world constantly. I'm trying to think about it all the time so that I contribute to anything that will make it happen. I try not to sit and hope. I try to actively love. I try to actively reach out. If you're hearing my words right now, it's because I will that. I want you to know that there's people who believe in love, who believe in gentleness and compassion and forgiveness, who are still strong enough to protect. Oh, I can be Baloo. You remember Jungle Book? Baloo. I'll have a good time with you. I'll teach you how to be silly and eat ants. I'll teach you how to dance. I'll teach you how to be lazy. I'll teach you how to be shiftless. I'll teach you how to get out of work and go make music. I'll teach you how to sing and look at the butterflies all day long. But if Sheer Khan comes for you, I'm gonna bare my teeth. I'm gonna stand up with my claws exposed, and I'm gonna say Bagheera. Bagheera will also come forth. Bagheera stands there with me. Bagheera the serious. Bagheera the parent. Bagheera, the discipline, stands with silly. I am silly. I stand with discipline, and we love you together, and we will protect you from Shere Khan. Oh! You're all my human cubs, and I love you. I hope I have not damaged the microphone with my enthusiasm. I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. The needle's like, oh, you're hurting me. You're hurting me. <laughs> I always think that about the volume needle. Ow! Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to explode. I wonder if that does that. I don't think it does that. Um, I've never had a radio station. Blo- I've been very, very enthusiastic on the radio before. But I've never, I've never had the thing explode or anything. So I don't think it works that way. I think only... Well, you just blew my mind, Hardy. Oh, thank you for saying so. Well, I didn't say so. You said it, but okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Oh, my goodness. We are so blessed to be together, don't you think? I think that because um, I feel good about my, my presence in your life, my voice, because I'm pretty sure you don't have two Hardys. So that's good. If you did, that'd be all right too. I remember when I was a young person, they go, "Oh, you ought to meet you ought to meet our friend Steve," and I said, "Oh, all right. You 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 love Steve. You're a lot like Steve. Okay, that's great. In fact, you're exactly like Steve. All right. So I guess what I'm saying is you're not a very original person, and you're just somebody else's Steve. Oh, I may be that. So if you've got two hardies, that's all right too. That's fine." Somebody said, oh, I was recommending it to a friend, and they said, I have a Hardy. All right, that's good too. I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, you don't know want to buy, you ought to buy a Kia Sport. Oh, I already have a Honda Balloon Baluga. Honda Beluga? I don't think that's a car. It's funny, they didn't name there's no cars named after whales, but is there yes, there is Hardy? Come on, think. Nope. I don't think so. The what are the killer whales called? The Shamu. No, and that's the name of an individual killer whale. Anyway, <laughs> orca. Is there is there Chevy Orca? I don't think so. That'd be something though. Lot not of a lot of aquatic mammals. Uh, as far as car names, they like to go with things that run, like uh, an impala, the impala, or the um, or the Seville. No, that's not a, that's not an animal. I guess I'm wrong about these things. Um, But I could be right. Someday, things may change. Boy, you were prescient. You weren't right then, but now you're right a hundred years later. Thank you. Thank you. Bunch of monkeys typing typing Shakespeare, eventually going to type Francis Bacon. I'm so glad to be with you. But it's the end of the show. It's not really the end of the show. Like I said, stories don't end. It's the beginning of the next show. So I will say goodbye to you and tell you you've been listening to Miracle Nutrition on WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, 91.9 in Rockland County and New York City, New York, and online at WFMU.org, worldwide and world-wide. Oh, thank you for listening, my friends. I'll see you again next week. Like drinking liquor or weed or X Whatever does you the best My beats are so, so addictive. Come on, get crunk with me See if you're riding down the street And you bought the to roll out a shop You don't need drugs or weed Oh, nah, you ain't smoking that stank The shit up in my car Get your feet off my Come dashboard Come get crunk with me Oh, yeah, you want to get crunked up? We'll pop this CD in right here and take a hit of my me Cause my album so is so addictive.